Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Well, the reality is we're just a couple of guys who work in the field of IP who are interested in innovation, are interested in uh, enabling businesses to succeed. We're both uh, um, uh, very focused on that and what we do in everyday life. And we're, we're people that don't like bullshit. So when we see something that is uh, doesn't make sense, when we see something that is counterintuitive, when we see something that is um, going to have a, a net result that adversely impacts businesses, adversely impacts individuals, hurts the United States uh, economy, we're going to call people out on it. This is not a podcast. If, you, if you've tuned into this podcast to listen to some idiot recite some regulation about the patent office, you'll probably hear that, but in the context of me making fun of my colleague. If you've tuned in to, to, to get uh, our take on the latest amicus briefs in front of the Supreme Court, on some IP case, this is the wrong place for you. You should go and uh, dial into to, to Mark Lemley's pod, podcast or whatever he does. But if you or if you're to, suicidal, you can log into Mark Lemley's yeah, podcast and, and it'll push you over push the edge. Push you right over the edge. Jump off the Golden Gate Bridge because he is from the Bay Area. Right? Correct. He teaches at Stanford. Yeah. But but if you if you if you're interested in listening to a couple of guys who call it like it is, who uh, call people out when they are. Uh, hurting the U.S. Uh, innovation economy, then this is the podcast for you. Correct. So I think primarily you will find that while there is a great deal of cynicism around patents these days, a great number of folks who are using the patent system in ways that benefit solely themselves and not innovators, not inventors, not the economy writ large, but simply are using the patent system actually both ways, to benefit themselves when they are the patent owners and screw everyone else when they are the infringers. Uh, we, just don't, we just don't see that as being beneficial for anyone. And so you're going to get an opportunity to hear us talk about why we think patents are important, why we think the concept of intellectual property and the rights surrounding it is important. And, uh, you know, it won't be, uh, it's not your father's intellectual property broadcast. Uh, certainly not if your father's Mark Lemley. I think that's I think that's that's right. And I think we'll we'll take on the issues of the day as they come up. We won't beat them uh, like a drum every day. So you'll hear us talk about different things. But um, we're here to give you real takes on 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 real events that are impacting uh, you know, those in this those in this business and those in other in other businesses. So you know, for example, we'll 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 talk about the, the whole spectrum. We'll talk about. Uh, problems with the United States Patent Office. We'll talk about problems in the United States courts. We'll talk about problems overseas with um, uh, competitors who are trying to impact the United States market without uh, properly compensating um, companies and individuals who own patent rights. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some academic issues, but we'll try to make them fun and entertaining. We'll take uh, phone calls and tweets at certain points. You know, we may even eat a pizza. Um, during a podcast, because one thing we both do love is a good pizza pie, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what we're not eating, and that's chicken without sauce. 
Well, actually, that's funny you should mention that because this is a podcast over lunch because we're busy uh, IP monetization people and, and we're giving chicken without sauce, which makes my colleague irate. It does. The chicken's not even, it hasn't even been prepared. There's a live chicken in here. Yeah. We'll figure Running it out. Running around the room. You probably hear it. I probably can't because we've got a blanket, a horse blanket over the table. Deadening the noise of the chicken. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're, we're looking forward to this. The reason that we're doing this is we just feel like these are timely topics. We feel like we've got a view on them that is perhaps a little outside the norm that you will see in, in the more academic reporting or the more mainstream reporting. Certainly it is outside the norm of what you will read in the mainstream press. And uh, we're going to try and make it fun. We're going to try and make it interesting. Yeah, and we're going to bring a unique perspective um, on this, uh, to, to this discussion. So, for example, when we talk about um, uh, IP licensing discussions, one of the things we believe in is that there should be a feats of strength component to it where uh, not only do companies with the most patents win, but you actually have some physical combat to determine who licenses what and for how much. And it would be in a public forum. So there would be trial by combat. The efficient infringer could send out their best guy all five foot two of them and the innovator could send out his best guy and this being america the innovator is likely to win that and you know you know who would be a good candidate to to take part of this is is um our, our boy tim kennedy who was on the hunting hitler um show on history right you on the history has a similar show. background to my colleague here both in, in, in serving the government and in the armed forces correct maybe we'll get tim on in fact that raises a good issue uh, should you ever want to be on, you just have to let us know. We're happy to do interviews. We're obviously going to take a position on issues. We expect there to be a contrary view to the position that we take. In fact, we'll be surprised if there isn't. And so if you happen to have a view, obviously, if you're in support of what we're doing, we appreciate that. But if you have a contrary view, we're happy to hear it. And one, one thing we can't stand are people that take stupid positions and don't defend them and, and only defend them in certain um, context where they're not going to be challenged. I mean, that, there's nothing more disappointing than that, and there's nothing that makes us more upset. So we're going to call out um, some of those people on this podcast. We're going to invite them on, and we're going to give them a fair shake and the ability to, to, to talk and debate the issues of the day. But we, we the, the, this, this whole concept of these folks in ivory towers who won't come down to debate uh, the ordinary people, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is, is, is over. So um, you know, we're certainly going to be very candid. We're going to give you our thoughts. We're not going to be we're not going to hide behind anything. We're not going to give you a set of talking points that you would ordinarily hear uh, at a uh, at a uh, conference related to IP. Um, we're going to tell you what we think. We're going to call people out, and we're going to invite them on to debate the issues of the day. And there you have it. So that is our uh, our intent with this podcast in a in a nutshell, albeit probably a fairly large nut, maybe a Brazil nut, for instance. Um, Maybe a walnut, I don't know. Could be a walnut. Walnuts are pretty good size. So, uh, again, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the opportunity to interact with some folks who may have uh, opposing views. And uh, we hope you enjoy it as well. So what is this IP Hall of Fame thing? I, I, I was looking at the, uh, the, the, we were looking up some dignitaries, some notables in the IP space so that we could uh, try to figure out you know, who to have on here on our, on our podcast, because one of the things we've been tasked to do is sort of lay the groundwork 
going forward and, and uh, pick out some luminaries, right, that could come on with us and Correct. explain some of the stuff that we're too obtuse to get right. in the space because there are some things we really need a, uh, a little bit of a push on. And so you start scrolling down this IP Hall of Fame, and there, there are some impressive resumes on here, aren't there? Right. Well, I think so. I mean, well, the, you do have Thomas Jefferson. Well, yeah, unfortunately, I'll TJ... I, is I not presume he be, made it in posthumously. Is, is that correct? Either or, that or he, I wonder if he liked the, the, the cold chicken plate in 2006 in Ottawa. And, and then there's he was actually brought into the Hall of Fame with Victor Hugo huh, and wow. James Madison. So obviously these things went to the, uh, and the, apparently, veterans, the veterans board. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, look, it looks like some of these guys got in posthumously because yeah. I, I don't think Madison was... Speaking in Ottawa in 2006. But Dolly it's, or James? Correct. Yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, we're, so we're looking, we're trying to you know, be proactive, we're trying to figure out a way to generate a little bit of uh, 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 loyal uh, listenership in the uh, universe of, uh, um, of podcasts. And so we're trying to find some people to, to, to pick out, and we're just scrolling through this list. And uh, there, there's, so uh, there appear to be some probably people. not going to be on. Dolly now, Madison, no. There, there, but there appear to be some people on here who are still alive. So okay. Well, that's, on, that's a, where is this Hall of Fame, by the way? Does that have a physical location, or is this a – so this wouldn't be patentable under 101, especially if you were Mark Lemley, right? No, well, Mark Lemley is in the Hall of Fame. Well, Mark Lemley's in the He's Hall of Fame. Fame. He was enshrined in 2014. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. They've yeah. got his bust and ascot can right there in the in Can the you front. imagine that? The, the – the, hmm. Just ponder that bust for a moment, will you please? Well, yeah, and I, and I, I think they have it actually next to, next to the uh, tens of thousands of patents that have been killed under Alice, so it's yeah. probably a good place good for to, him. to good start. For him. And, and again, we would love to have Mark on the on the the, 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 the the old podcast here to talk through some of his thoughts on IP and, and, and debate some of the issues of the day. Well, you know what we can do? We can do an extended version of the podcast so Mark can read his own bio off the Stanford website. I don't think we have enough time. Yeah. That. The real-to-real tape we're using is not going to be... Maybe we should just interview the bust. Well, we get the same pro-patent content out of yeah. it, I think. I can make a little Mark Lemley voice. Hello! Well, and then, and then of course, after Lemley... You want to know something that's really interesting. I don't know who's making these selections, if it's someone... You know, you know what's interesting? I saw the, the big uh, Super Bowl game. They had uh, some of the people making predictions, mm-hmm. and they had some of the, the, the former players mm-hmm. making their predictions, mm-hmm. and some of the analysts mm-hmm. making their predictions, and one of the, one of the um, uh, I don't want to call it people, because technically it was a, uh, was a uh, porcupine, mm-hmm. but one of the uh, beings making a prediction was this porcupine, and what they did is they took a New England Patriots helmet with a, with a little basket on the back of it, and the facade of a, of, a, of a falcon's helmet, and they put ears of corn into it, and they put them at equal distances away from the porcupine, porcupine. Mm-hmm. and then the porcupine would pick the corn out of the uh, team that he thought was going to win, and he was picking against the spread, of course, too. Right. Okay. And so he picked the Patriots. No porcupine is ever going to not pick against the number, right? I mean, no, that's of course, kind of, of course, which okay. was interesting. Right. And then they did they did cover at the end. But it, 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 was, uh, it, was, it was interesting, and it got me to thinking when I'm looking at this, this illustrious list of members of the IP Hall of Fame, I wonder if that same porcupine is picking sort of the folks as they go in. Because when you look at the 2014 class that included Mark Lemley, mm. and then you look at the, they waited till 2015 to pick Tesla. And then, I, and then I started thinking to myself, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, is, that a, is that a car or the Nikolai Tesla? So that's Nikolai Te- Nikola, Nikola, Nikola Tesla, and they so he went in after Mark Lemley, I guess, because 
you know, maybe it was an easier pick to, to send Lemley in. And I, I get to thinking, okay, well, maybe they have some sort of an animal, uh, like, a, like a hamster or something, picking... Hedgehog. Hedgehog or a hamster. So yeah. some, some four-legged mammal, right? Correct. Picking... So not a platypus, then? Of course not. That'd be insane. Right. But then... I said to myself, well, what was the Porcupines record in the last five Super Bowls? The Porcupines 5-0, and right? So I, I think we're giving the Porcupines Against two. the number? Of course. I mean, it's not just picking right. straight up. Um, and which, which is not easy because that means you got the Broncos right last year. You got the, 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 whole, the whole game right with the Patriots two years ago. But I, I think we give too little credit to the Porcupine to think that he would make selections as insane as the ones that were made by the IPO. Well, I mean, and... In fairness to the porcupine, it may be that he doesn't have an opportunity to pick from a broad pool because even a porcupine would pick Tesla over Mark Lemley, right? Although, according to Lemley's bio, he has been cited or will be cited or peer, I guess. So he knows he'll be cited. 23 of the top 25 law reviews. Oh, that's good. Take that, Tesla. What did (laughs) you do? Tesla doesn't have that. What did you do, Nikolai? (laughs) I bet you're not. You haven't been. You haven't been. He has been published in nine of the hundred most cited law review articles of the last twenty years. Take that, Nikolai. <laughs> well, what's interesting when you start looking through the list, and they, look, there are some folks on here that you have to have to have to respect, right? They're, they're Judge Newman, Judge Rader, Judge Michelle is in here. But by and large, when you start looking at the folks in the IP Hall of Fame, the one common thread that seems to bind the folks that are still alive mm-hmm. uh, together is that none of them have invented a thing. Mm. None of them. They talk a lot. They talk a they lot. They write a lot. They're cited 23 out of 20. They're yeah, anticipated been, to be. No, he's been, uh, listen, he's been cited more than 14,000 times in books, <laughs> which is books. remarkable because most of those books are just pictures. Books with words in them? No, well, it doesn't say Do that. Do menus course, count? Right? How about oh, menus? Yeah, it could Do be a menu. Yeah. Could be cited 14,000 times in menus. You know what's interesting? When you get some of those those really thick menus with the advertising in them. Yeah. Like that is going to ever incentivize you to buy any product. All it's going to do is make you pissed off. Correct. You know, right? But I, but I digress. So, what have we learned about the IP Hall of Fame? I think the, I think we're going to have to further explore this, and maybe right. what we'll do is on future podcasts pick out um, uh, some of the members of the IP Hall of Fame and try to determine why they're in the IP Hall of Fame. Oh, we could probably, yeah. We could and then when we take out. the podcast on the road, and, and the people the people who are out there in in uh, in the um, podcast sphere, probably don't know this. Certainly, don't know this unless they're tapping our phones. But we've got a uh, an annual trip we do every summer with the old RV that we fire up and load the families in there, and we go cross country to different spots. A couple of years ago, we went to Cooperstown. We've done the Montreal Expos Fantasy Camp, of course. And one of the things we're going to do is go to this IP Hall of Fame because spend a week there, at least at least a couple of days, or at least a couple of days. Pack a brown bag lunch and, and, and see what the whole what the whole what the I whole show is about. To see of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, one day <laughs> you yourself may be a member of the uh, IP Hall of Fame. No, I've only been cited zero times. In a Why week. isn't Alexander Graham Bell in the IP Hall of Fame? He didn't invent enough stuff. He had, look, I mean, is he what what law review journals was he published in? Yeah, and he yeah, that, that's okay, right. Well, I rest that, my case. That, that's correct. They do have a couple of people. If you go to the website, there are a couple of people that are just. Depicted by by paintings, and there's one person who's just depicted by a silhouette, who's maybe a secret inventor. Oh, who's that? Frank Isaac Schechter, author of an article considered the birth of trademark dilution as a recognized theory. Well, there's another guy who's been at least I'm, cited on this website. I'm, I'm dumbstruck. Yeah, 
I wonder if you can get that. Can you get a copy of that on? How is Henry Ford not in here or the Wright brothers? Is it, they couldn't get them to come speak? Uh, probably not. They, well, they probably didn't donate. George Washington Carver? Nope. Nope. No George nope. Washington Carver? Eli Whitney? Nope. Nope. Goodyear? Nope. It's interesting. Yeah, the cotton gin would be ineligible. Yeah, I mean, but there are a lot of judges, idea. a lot of judges from the federal circuit on here. Anyway, th this isn't to disparage the the IP Hall of Fame, but maybe they need to open the doors a little bit more and, and be a little more inclusive and actually have an inventor or two that's still alive. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe less of the Mark Lemleys of the world who are well, inventors are out, infringers are in, right? I mean, that's where we are with this thing. And so Lemleys in, loves infringement, loves it all day long, thinks it's great, and if it were up to him, patents would be gone and. I guess that's what gets you into the IP Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, that begs a lot of questions about the IP Hall of Fame. But and, and, and sort of taking one thing we do want to do is be fair, because we're we're nothing if we're not fair. And um, he does have a great what appears to be Native American scarf on in his picture in the IP Hall of Fame, and or it's an ascot. Could be an ascot. Yeah, but it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. anyway. So that's that's where we are. There, we'll continue to go back and and, and maybe we'll try to. Uh, well, let me ask the, the boy in the booth. Can we get the folks? Uh, can we get the IP Hall of Fame folks on a future episode and ask them exactly? Maybe this is an incomplete list. Maybe you're supposed to guess who's in the IP Hall of Fame. That doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. Can you imagine well, how? Can I just an aside? Yeah. Can you can you imagine? Okay. Now we 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 like to play this game, and. It's a game you, you guys have probably heard of before. Would you rather? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And you, you give two utterly horrific choices to people. Choices that are unpalatable, unsavory, and something you would never want to subject your worst enemy to. And you make people pick. And okay. we like to do that here. So in terms of uh, would you rather, for purposes of this podcast, would you rather, would you rather be dipped into a... Pond, holding pond, if you holding will. Pond, you see a lot of those in the Midwest with, with the docks. Um, dipped into a holding pond filled with piranhas. Okay. Right? Completely right. buck naked. Buck. Right. Yeah. Or hungry piranhas. Hungry. Okay. That are going to rip the flesh off your bones. Okay. And there is no way about it. And it, it, it you know, it, it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. That's option A. A. And then is the second part, sort mm. of a corollary to option A, mm -hmm. after you're uh, ripped apart by the piranhas but still alive, you're going to be run through a wood chipper, feet first. Feet first. Right? Right. While the piranhas are still feasting. And then taken out of the wood chipper when that's halfway through, put back in the uh, holding pond with the dock with the piranhas. Okay. So or sounds bad all the way around. Yeah. It's just not, not incredibly... I wouldn't recommend it, right? right? Or would you rather sit through Mark Lemley's 2014 induction speech into the IP Hall of Fame? I picked piranhas in the wood. Is chipper. there any? Yeah, no. Is there any chance I could do the wood chipper, then the piranhas, then the wood chipper, then the piranhas? Yeah, you could. You, okay. could, pick, you could pick your. I order. can actually pick my order. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I mean, what, what do you think that speech lasted? A couple hours? My, well, if he just did his bio, it was a couple hours. Yeah. How many of the books do you think you was cited in to do list? And we wish you would come on the, the, the podcast sure. here with us and, and debate some issues of the day. We, sure. can, we can talk about uh, 101 patent eligibility. I'm sure there are some things we could learn from old Mark. There, there, there is uh, the whole TC Heartland case. We could talk about that in venue. Uh, we could talk about the uh, power of big patent owners vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, small patent owners and, that, and, that, and how small patent owners really contribute to the economy, in our view, and we would again, we, we could be we could be wrong, but we don't think we are. But we'd love to have him on the show as long as we don't have to talk about the the bio. No, for very long. No, yeah, we, well, we, we can pretend to record it and let him 
do that. Yeah, but, again, we'd have to switch tape, but we could do it. And and so now, and and, and so we'll extend that invitation, and we'll get our uh, we'll get our uh, our producer to work on that for us. Um, so now we get to the point where we want to make a couple of predictions for 2017. And so the first thing I want to say is I am a big uh, New England Patriots fan. We've got the Super Bowl coming up in a couple of days. And I, I'm going to say that uh, I, I like the Patriots in that game. Um, like the porcupine I mentioned earlier. Um, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for them, though. And I wouldn't be surprised if they fell behind, you know, by 25 or so points, maybe even 28 to 3 before they mount a comeback. And I see this being the first overtime game in Super Bowl history. And I see the Patriots winning on a James uh, White run off uh, the right tackle. Um, so I'll make that prediction now. I'll say um, uh, you know, 34-28 Patriots for the Super Bowl. Um, in terms of IP, I think that uh, the uh, overall uh, business of IP is good. It's getting better. Um, there have been a lot of challenges uh, to the uh, a lot of stress on the uh, the IP uh, the IP business, but I think it'll I think it'll continue to improve incrementally, and I think um, what's going to be really important is uh, for someone or some group to come together with a way to automate the whole innovation process and the whole IP capture procurement and monetization it's like process. Like the automation of innovation. That's a good slogan. The automation of innovation. Yes, okay. I like it. It rhymes. It's nice. And I'd also like to predict that at some point in the future, neither of us will be inducted into the uh, IP Hall of Fame. At, at almost any point in the future, neither of us will be inducted into the IP Hall of Correct. Fame. Correct. First of all, we don't have a painting of ourselves, which seems to be something of a prerequisite. I've got a couple I've done of you over the years. Have you? Well, that'd be, that'd be nice. Or uh, my, my biography is not nearly long enough to get me in there. So... Yeah, I look for. I, I like the Patriots prediction. I do think this will be a come out game. Should we talk about your time in the escapades James now? White. Was that? Uh, no. I've already predicted the Super Bowl. You've already said Atlanta was going to win. I mean, to start trying to piggyback no, on no, my. I like. I like the Patriots prediction. I like the James White part. I, I think Atlanta gets out big early. I think uh, you know there'll be some frustration on the Patriots sideline, and then we'll see what happens. Can I say one more thing though? It just sort of came to me. I, I the last couple of Super Bowls there have been these miracle catches. And I, I really see what happening in the middle of the field this game somewhere around By a porcupine. three or four minutes left. And I think Julian Edelman, look for him to make a big grab in this game. Well, he's as close to a porcupine as you're going to get. He's got that spiked hair. He does. And the yeah, beard. Yeah. He's in the IP Hall of I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there. Well, he should be. All right. All right. Very good. And now we'll, we'll close up the, uh, the old podcast with what we like to call, because we want to um, keep those academics and, 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 and lawyers and, and law students and law professors um, involved. So we, 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 my colleague over here is uh, the preeminent uh, authority when it comes to mind-numbing knowledge of uh, the regs of the United States Patent Office. So he's going to regale you with the reg of the day. So the I think we'll go with reg of the day. So certainly we're in 37 CFR for this, which is the section of the federal regulations that pertains primarily to the United States. And just, just for those of, just, just for those of USPTO for sure. Yeah, yeah. And just for those um, at home who are listening to this for the first time, if you hear any noise in the background, that's me uh, looking for uh, a step stool, uh, a rope formed like a noose, and then a beam in this room that'll support my body weight. So don't worry about that. So don't worry. Yeah. No, that's, there's nothing like a fat, there's nothing like a nice fat joke from, uh, 
from my buddy here, but go, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. So, and I'm pretty confident there is a beam up there somewhere. <laughs> it might support hold, your way. That'll hold my way. We're in a big building. Well, we're going to find possible. out. We're, we're going to find out if this continues. So, can we go back to the Lemley biography, please? Or we can. Maybe you better stick to the rig. All right. So, I think perhaps what we should do today is 37 CFR 1.78 or Rule 78, as we like to call it, which is the claiming the benefit of an earlier filing date and cross references to other applications. And let's just make sure before you go any further that everyone uh, out there in academia has their crayons out to take notes. Well, or an answer sketch. I mean, something to take notes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's really all I have to say about it. I think, that I, I think that with this particular rule, the title says it all. Can I just say something? While you did that, I nominated you for the IP Hall of Fame. I appreciate that. Did you get a recording of this? I got, an automatic, I got an automatic email response. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. They did ask if, dead or, if you were dead or alive. What'd you tell them? I haven't responded yet. Right. <laughs> I haven't decided. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Signing off from the land of automation and innovation. <laughs>